Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hey, Boiling Pointers. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Before we start, Dave and I want to let you know all about our Boiling Point Process online courses, live events, and masterminds. After interviewing hundreds of leaders, we've packaged a ton of knowledge together to serve up to you. Info that will help you and your company be heard in a very noisy marketplace. So visit www.boilingpointprocess.com and sign up for the email newsletter and we'll let you know when our next cohort or event is. Thanks also for supporting The Boiling Point by subscribing to us on iTunes and also leaving a rating for us. Something was wrong. Something had to get reset. Or I can't remember what the deal was. And I was like, yeah. how can I help you guys? Just stay out of the way, Dave. Oh, right. And it was just, there was this comfort oh. level. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. There she is. Yeah. I can't believe I, I can't believe I tried to sing in front of a professional singer like you, Michelle. Oh Unbelievable. <laughs> that was very lovely. It was amazing. Thank you. You were so sweet. I do play, I do play uh, drums in a band. But I'm not. A, I'm not a singer. I've tried. But. Well, you play drums. That is so awesome. <laughs> well, you know, his, I have fun. I can't say I'm a great drummer, but it's uh, you know, <laughs> maybe I can come b- come uh, jam with you sometime. That'd be good. <laughs> totally. We'll just have you on stage on the tour. Oh yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> the Bowling Point co-host up on stage. Awesome, Michelle. Okay, well, listen. Let, let's get right into this. So, I think the preamble here is that. This interview is going to be epic for a number of reasons, but one of them is because the podcast gods didn't want us to talk because we have been having a number of uh, technical issues trying to get connected. But when I always stay positive when that stuff happens, Michelle, because I know if there's something trying to keep us away from talking, that there's some gold in our conversation about to happen. So this is 100%. good. I agree. <laughs> I literally live by pushing through resistance. Like there's always glory on the other side of resistance. So, oh, so good. Well, and when you were off changing laptops, <laughs> we were commenting on just how you're like unflappable. Like you're just like, oh, okay, no problem. And you know, <laughs> so I was thinking like, there's a pro she's been on TV. She's, she, <laughs> she's a performer. Things don't always work out perfectly, but you keep going. You right? roll with it. Yeah. There's always a way. There's always a way. Right on. Well, uh, awesome. I love your energy. This is going to be so fun. Michelle, thank Thank you so much for making some time and you and I have a common friend in Dylan. Yes. Yeah. Now how do you know Dylan? And you know Dylan was a guest on our podcast in the past. Oh, how cool. Yeah. Oh my god, he's awesome. Such a dynamic personality, such a character. Um I know Dylan well, gosh. It was through a mutual friend originally. I was on a video game, Just Dance. And so my songs were on there. And so one of the other artists who was on there knew him. And then we got to know each other. And now we're collaborating on a ton of things together. He is awesome. That is so awesome. And like for you, this like besides the fact that you are a uh, a bit of a superstar in the, in the music world, you also have this incredible, I, I'm, I'm going to call it a social enterprise or a movement of No Girl Left Behind. Um, let's start there. Why don't we get you to introduce yourself to our uh, audience uh, the and, and give us an introduction on both uh, both sides of your life or all all the multiple facets of it. 
Absolutely. So, of course, as you know, I'm Michelle Delamore. Um, I am a recording artist and a transformational speaker. Um, and so, as of the past two years, I've been able to really bring together my passion of music and my passion of serving people and, and women empowerment together in a way that, oh my God, I swear, it's uh, the most emotionally thrilling um, journey of my life. And um, it's been amazing because I've really found my true full purpose and the reason for being mm -hmm. alive um, with No Girl Left Behind. So of course, music is huge. It's massive. I heard someone once say that a song is like a prayer times 10. Um, so nice. music is amazing to me. I love it. I understand the value of that platform and what that does for people and how they're moved through music. Um, but really my purpose for living is really to um, empower girls to be the best version of themselves. So No Girl Left Behind um, was founded in 2016 and um, it's been growing rapidly ever since then. We started off with very small workshops, helping girls create breakthroughs, um, build confidence, just own up to uh, the truth of who they are and standing in their power and we started off pretty small doing like 10 to 20 girls at a time at an event I mean going into detention centers and things like that just really really small but the breakthroughs were so incredibly powerful that I was like could you imagine what the world would look like if we scaled this mm. so um, in December of 2017 the uh, inception of the No Girl Left Behind tour kind of came about and um, yeah it's been amazing we went from at that point 100 girls in the room per uh, per workshop because it was very intimate it was like really kind of intimate and, and very powerful um, to then going into 1500 girls in the room and just kind of seeing wow. how the dynamic cool. would shift would still be as powerful with so many girls in the room. And, and it worked. Uh, oh my God, literally, it was incredible. I have to tell you that the first day, like going to that first big event and having, you know, the 15 girls in, and I knew the power of what we do. I know how effective it is, but we had never done it in that large of a room. And so, I mean, I literally, I, I felt everything. My stomach was turning. It was so much pressure, you know? And also I had sold a vision that I knew worked on a smaller scale and that I believed it with all my heart, but there was the pressure of making sure that we can come through, you know, it's, you have to believe in yourself enough. And so, um, it was absolutely amazing. We had girls, uh, having breakthroughs and girls who, you know, had been self-harming or who were suicidal deciding that they didn't want to do those things anymore. And, and, um, absolutely awesome from day oh one and gosh. now we're doing many more girls than that um in a room and when i was thinking like as you're talking dave and i were both at a we day event a couple times actually and oh, cool. and it feels like you're 150 to 1500 to 15,000 to 150,000 uh but like like the the we day experience is like between a 7,000 and 10,000 type of crowd right so uh, is that what you're playing with now like uh, like filling coliseums wow yeah, so, um right now the we're looking at for the october run so we're doing 20 cities um over the course of october so in one month we're doing 20 cities we'll see 80,000 girls and in the la date alone we're looking at uh, the microsoft theater and that's about 7200 girls so. what wow. is awesome congratulations well, you know what i yeah. like i like the fact that you're you know so it's sp spoken like a true entrepreneur we talked to a lot of entrepreneurs here but it's that it's that real honest conversation about you know when you're at that edge and you're not sure and all the feel and all the energy around that and that that to me tells me that you knew it, it was very important to you and also you know you just were able to kind of pull that energy and actually pull it off right versus being kind of walking to it thinking oh this is going to be great no matter what right 
yeah, if I stopped after like the first, second, third or 50th, no, it wouldn't happen. You right. know, it was yeah. like there was so much. Like I said, we kind of talked through like about powering through resistance and things like that. And when you're so sure of what you're doing and of your mm. purpose and of the goal that you have, mm -hmm. you have to power through. And um, this has been the biggest testament of that. I'm I'm so um, I'm so grateful for everything that's happening. And I also know uh, the importance of just moving forward no matter what. And honestly, throughout this entire experience, I have, um, there was a moment where it was the, we were like working on um, kind of getting, we had sponsors involved and then something happened with the venue and there was like a whole issue and it was three days before the event and I'm like major sponsors, like we cannot have anything go down. And I like left where I was and ran to go speak to the venue. Like, you know, you're just doing so much to make everything kind of come to life, especially when you're in that, uh, you know, proof of concept stage. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, it was really intense. And in that moment I stopped and I was like, wow, I feel for every single entrepreneur on the planet. And I feel like we are all one, like we're all well, working. You, you are a textbook entrepreneur. I mean, like you, you are just, beca just because your product is inspiration and music uh, doesn't mean you're not an entrepreneur. You're definitely an entrepreneur putting stuff like this together, having a vision and finding out the right partners um, and having that right fortitude, <laughs> you know, of, being able to go through all the no's that you, I'm sure that you've, there was a number of struggles in taking that vision to material and um, look where it's at now. So what is the real driver for you? Because the inspiration of the impact came after you pulled it off, but there was something that was driving you as an entrepreneur, as an artist, uh, as a social change maker before it. And what was that? Where does that come from? Yeah, you know, I think that I've been so deeply connected to my purpose and I feel like it's my responsibility. There's something in me that's greater than me that I just, um, I've never quite fully understood why there's this deep sense of responsibility um, for literally every girl that I meet. There's a connection that is like otherworldly that happens. Um, and it's been part of why at our events, the girls open up in a way that people are just astonished. Like they don't even know how that's happening so quickly. Um, but, you know, I've... For me, the driver always was um, to help girls be the best version of themselves. For myself, the path has started off very early on. So when I was um, 11 years old, I studied to be a minister, um, non-denominational. The only kid in that class, I was like an interesting child. Like as a little girl, I had like um, stuffed animals. I had 98 stuffed animals and I had them all on a wall and like, I would like speak e. to them and motivate them. And it was just like, who does this? Oh, wow. Yeah. And so by the time I was 11, I studied to be a minister, but I was the only like kid in the class. And then when I was, um, you know, 11 going into 12, I, uh, I started getting mentored by thought leaders and motivational speakers and I would travel with them. And then when I was 12, I moved to an ashram to dedicate my life to serving people in need and to growing spiritually. Mm. Um, and, and personally, and that was amazing of my mom to let me do that. Cause I went off on my own at 12. At 12, yeah. What? Um, so you, okay, you you found an ashram at 12, or they found yeah. you, one or the other, and you said, Mom, do you mind if I move away uh, and, and live in a community? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. I'm, I'm very <laughs> grateful for um, for my mom. Uh, I kind of grew up in a very unconventional uh, lifestyle. My father is an artist, a painter, and so I spent my life... Uh, as a child, kind of half homeschool, half public school, and we would travel all over the world with his art. Um, so it was never like a normal life <laughs> by any means. Right. And I also grew up with a mother who had about 30 to 40 kids sleeping over our house every weekend. And she would do 
meditation, like teaching us meditation and intention setting when I was like five and six and like things like that. Um, and so when I decided to do that, it almost felt natural to my mom. She's like, okay, this makes sense. This is what you, you know? And so, um, yeah, that, that was a really big part of my journey, helping people, you know, that were either dealing with AIDS or were in foster care. And, um, it was, awesome and the guru actually named me after himself so they call me jaya there which is amazing i haven't been in so long but i've been wanting to visit again jaya, um nice. so kind of coupling that at the same time parallel was music i love music it was the way i expressed myself very well it felt natural to me so um fast forward i've been able to kind of bring those two things together in a way that is magical you know when you're a kid you're not like I mean, I always knew I wanted to be a singer, but you're not like, I'm going to this ashram because one day it's going to make sense with my career. Like, not at all. It just yeah. all makes yeah. sense now. Yeah, it's the idea of like, you, you connect the dots looking backwards, right? Um, yeah. And it's so, it's so interesting. Well, you're talking to two guys that each have two daughters. Mm -hmm. and, Daddy is. And we, you know, are inspired by our girls all the time and, yeah. and my son. Um, but... You know, it, it's an it's interesting when we when we first heard of you, Dylan introduced you. I was just so curious about from a parent, like from a father's perspective, what's your advice on you know how can we be the best dads to our girls? You know, and in terms of helping them become powerful and everything they can be, um, because they they both have. Uh, they're in, in, or all four of them, I guess, would have powerful moms already and great role models. But what else can we be doing, do you think, as, as fathers? What advice would you give us? Good question, Dave. Thank I, you for that one. That is my favorite question I've ever gotten. Oh, like, Dave. Bam. Yeah, like, Dave. <laughs> Honestly, it's so amazing that you would ask that. Um, that is so beautiful because the one thing with the No Girl Left Behind tour and seeing tens of thousands, just so many girls, the one thing that um, shocked me the most in this whole journey so far is the amount of girls that don't feel heard or loved by their family. I was like hmm. really surprised that it's that level of girls who don't feel supported by their families um, and who don't even experience love or experience kind of a, a safe environment where they feel like they're supported and taken care of. So obviously your girls have won the family lottery in the first place. So that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I would just say the thing that I hear the most is that girls like these girls they just want to feel supported and heard so I would say the most open communication without judgment because the truth of the matter is they all want to do the best that they can yeah. um and so it, there's just so much pressure going on the things that we hear the pressure that's going on in school for teen girls like social media comparing themselves and like at this time where you know the rational part of their brain isn't even fully you know formed yet and mm -hmm. so the way make decisions and the way they um, take in information and what they do with that, I would just say, um, be as present as you can and just listen and let them know that you love them, which might be something you're already doing. But I can tell you the difference of parents doing that or not, what we actually see with the girls is drastic. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. But you, you know what? That's really good advice. Um, and, uh, you know, and there's all these little tools I find that, you know, you can connect with your your daughter, um, and, and it's funny, boys a little different than having a girl, and I, well, you know, it's a, it's a different dynamic. It's just so so. Thank you because that's really helpful. Um, and the other thing is, um, is it's interesting. Um, like so, my daughter decided uh, a couple months ago she's a vegetarian. We're not, um, which is what? Oh yeah, okay, so wonderful, right? So then it was yeah. like, okay, how do we support this? Like, what's the best <laughs> thing to do? Like, are you sure? Like, and, and then what's the purpose behind? It? And anyway, she has a, and she's just she's a kid that picks up bugs and takes. 
she has the catch and release, you know, from the house and all that kind of thing. So, you know, like... She reminds you, me of me. <laughs> well, I've actually got a little me in her too, right? So I, I was like thinking... Um, so it's been a really interesting journey for us. And I think what I'm learning is how much you can learn from your kids um, oh, yeah. when, they, when, they, when they kind of share a path that maybe is different than yours. And, yeah. uh, and she is committed to this. So, um, so that listening thing really resonates. So thank you for that. Oh, it's so important. And it's also how you build trust as well. Like mm. this is interesting because when I, I decided to be a vegetarian when I was two and a half years old, no one else in my family was. And it was when I first had the realization that chicken was like the chicken that I saw on TV or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember, but the family always talks about it. I was very dramatic. <laughs> I started crying on the plate. But, um, you know, as a kid, my mom, she's a naturopath and she wasn't really sure though, if that was the, you know, if I, was I was super young to be making a decision for myself. So she kind of was like, I know better. Mm. I understand that you want to do this. But she did support me um, growing up in a bilingual family. Um, and, and at two and a half, you're still kind of learning language. Uh, so things like in Spanish, repollo means cabbage. So it looks like a cabbage, but pollo means chicken. So I wouldn't eat it because it sounded like chicken. Uh. It was <laughs> Um, but my mom, she supported it. But one day she decided, and I found out like later, but one day she decided to um, put a little bit of meat because she wasn't sure if I was getting enough protein in there um, in what I was eating and kind of hide it. And um, I found out and she said that she had to work really hard to build my trust again. And she right. never wanted to have it. Even if like the kids are young, um, you always want to have trust, like with your children, you yeah, know, yeah. and obviously she, she never did it again. She promised that she wouldn't. And she actually really listened and she totally respected it. And feeling respected by your parents is, I think one of the most incredibly important things. Yeah, I know that's the respect thing, right? Like, you know, you can't put one over on your kids and you know, that's a really good, that's an excellent point as well. So as it, so this tour, is this an upcoming tour this October where you're going to do 20 dates? Is that what we heard? Dates. Yeah, oh I mean, we goodness. literally stop at a city, do the show, and then we travel to the next city overnight. Um, on the so tour bus. On the tour bus. Oh, man, this is, this is amazing. I, I'm curious to know how you pulled off the the financing of this, like to find sponsors, or maybe it's maybe it's uh, tickets. I don't, I don't know what it is, but the, what's the business model behind this? I'll tell you. So, okay, so we're shifting into the – so this version of the tour – is designed specifically to um, not cost anything for the girls because awesome. this tour, I wanted every girl to have access regardless of their socioeconomic background, regardless of what resources they have or do not have. And it's a pretty expensive tour. I mean, the production, I come from the entertainment world and to me, I didn't want to kind of skimp out on the experience. I wanted it to be a show for the girls and to be life-changing. Mm -hmm. um, and that means massive production costs. That means a big crew. Um, that means great venues. It's pretty expensive to make that happen. Um, the first version, which was local of the tour, um, was in LA. That's where we saw the 30,000 girls. For the first run of it, the test run of it, um, it was, we couldn't get sponsors. It had never been done before. It just, it was like, Oh, we love this, but can you show us anything? I mean, we didn't even have pictures to put in a deck. It was just in my head, right? So it's like, well, how do we do this? So, um, you know, my sister and I, my sister's the co-founder of the company. Um, we literally just worked our butts off to fund it ourselves. Um, wow. That 
first round of it. And then after we did that, there was a proof of concept. The results were crazy, amazing. Um, you know, we had parents writing in, schools writing in saying like girls' attendance rates were shooting through the roof because they were scared to show up because they were being bullied and now they're not. Like complete climate changes in schools and different things were taking place. And um, shortly after that, we were, uh, you know, we were able to get the CW Network as a sponsor which was okay, our cool. first really big sponsor mm. um, and we're super excited about that. And it just made sense. And for us, one of the very important things is I, it's, it's like, we talk about trust. Like it's so important to me that the girls can trust us and can trust our team. So I would never put a product in front of them or a sponsor just because it's money in front of them. That is not in alignment with what our messaging or what we believe in, what we stand for. Um, and that doesn't make sense with them. So, um, you know, just kind of weeding through all of those at this point, we do have a lot of companies now that are interested in working with us and, um, it's been great, but even that, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll just kind of tell you, we, we do insane outreach so everything for me is like action times 10 or times 10,000 so if people should be reaching out to like 10 brands a day and speaking with them I mean minimum we actually are reaching out to 250 brands a day so it's like a lot of work that we put in um and then we've been able to get sponsors and now at this point um brands are, are really excited to be involved because they see the power um the fact that the girls are so emotionally invested in our event and then they can actually have this uh, this association, emotional association to the brand that we bring in. And that's why it's sensitive for me. I don't want the girls yeah. to have an emotional connection to a brand that is not what we stand oh, for. Oh, it's, it's so, you got to be so careful. And I, uh, my company, we're, uh, we're in the B Corp world, uh, really a uh, group of entrepreneurs using their business as a force for good. But in that world, there's a, there's a risk of a lot of greenwashing and, and we're a documentary film production company is my business. And, um, uh, we do work with brands all the time and we have to be so careful that we're about who we need their support and their partnership, but, um, depends on what type of stories we're telling. Mm -hmm. And that's another entrepreneurial, uh, lesson that mm -hmm. all of us can learn, uh, is finding the align the values alignment with the partners as you, as you execute on your vision. And it sounds like you're rocking it. Totally, uh, totally. I want to come. Yeah. I know I'm, no, not, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no, the demographic, no, no, but, but here's what I was going to ask. So this is funny. Yeah. You were thinking that I was thinking, wouldn't that be fun if somehow we could find a way to go to one of these like with, in Boston or with, something with Kaya and yes. Bryn oh, man. and um, Willow, right? My oh youngest, my, my youngest is too young, believe it or not. I, I shouldn't. Oh, she? She's two. Okay, we was oh, it was it was a surprise, a big surprise. I'm 47, changing diapers. My wife and I were not expecting. We're is blessing. It was wonderful, <laughs> but uh, but but I'll tell you, yeah. So she would be a little young, but wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a cool experience? What, what, what's your East Coast? Uh, uh, cities. Oh man, they're on the board. We have so many. Okay, we'll um, get we a connect. Talk Miami. about this. Yeah, we started in Miami, but we are hitting Boston. I think you mentioned Boston. I know we're doing. I'm gonna miss a lot. They're on the board. And my vision is not the best. So <laughs> we have um, for sure Miami, Atlanta. Uh, we're doing like the Carolinas, so North Carolina. Um, we're doing Virginia. We do Maryland, Washington D.C. Uh, we'll be in Boston, like I mentioned, and then we're doing some Midwest as well. So we're going to Chicago, um, New York, Jersey, Long Island, just so many places. Um, yeah, there's so 20 good. cities. I'll just send you, and whatever city's closest to you, I would love to have you come. And actually, um, the larger the event, kind of the more um, 
you know, incognito, we can make the guys. So yeah, I, I like yeah. it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, because that was actually that was a concern I had. You don't want to you don't want to invade the space either, and you don't want to uh, be. Yeah. Um, but but it'd be so neat to just feel the energy like we did with we had media passes that we for we day. Same we thing, brought yeah. our kids. We got to do this really cool interview, live interview with one of the co-founders, and it was just f- oh fabulous. God. So um, let's. Th- Let's do it. Okay. And one thing I would love to do for your daughters as well, for them to have like the full experience yeah. is I would love for them to join in for that day as part of the team. So we would give them shirts. They would have like passes. Yes. They would be a part. They would be wow. with us to really? experience the whole thing. And that is, um, I mean, literally the team, all the girls who are a part of it, like cry every day of the tour because you're just so <laughs> overwhelmed with joy. And like you see these breakthroughs and you learn so much about yourself. So I feel like that would be a really great way for your daughters to experience We love it. that. Okay. I think that's a great so, idea. So we need, so a couple of things. We'll, um, we'll follow up on that. We got to follow up on that for hundred percent. I know we got, and we got to wrap in a couple minutes, but one thing I want to ask you, um, entrepreneur, entrepreneur here, how do you, you have an immense amount of energy and honest, like, I'm like, how do you, how, how do you keep up this energy? Like, I'm just, I'm trying to match it and it's, I'm, we're not doing it. So that, that kudos to you. Um, what, what's, what's your, uh, what's the, what's the, 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 you must have a bunch of things you do, but, um, is there anything in particular that keeps your energy level? Because to do what you're doing, um, not only to go through this experience, but to get the sponsors, all the brands and everything you said, I mean, you, you got to keep it going. You got to keep this vision alive. You can't, you know, it, 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 it's relentless. It's on, it's every day. Right. And people wouldn't know that, that, that aren't out there kind of going for it maybe in the same way. So, it, so tell me about, you know, energy management. How do you keep you know, high energy? Yeah. So, okay. That's a great question. First of all, I just want to say that you said you guys are not um, doing the best job at the energy. I have to say like, when we were doing our little technical sides and fixing up, I was like, I love their energy. Like, <laughs> Well, that's great. That's great. Cause I, I just got off the airplane right before this and uh, I was, I went to see, are you a fish fan? Do you ever see the Van Fish? Oh, I've heard of them. Okay, well, you got to go to one of their concerts. And I was I was at one of their shows in Toronto last night. And uh, it was up late. And, you know, almost didn't make it here for the podcast. And then this. And, you know, so uh, I'm glad that I'm awake. And I've got energy. That's good. <laughs> so with energy, I mean, a couple things. Number one, I think naturally I am a very energetic person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for sure. And I also feel very... Um, motivated and driven and and you know by the vision and everything that's going on i feel like this huge sense of responsibility and there's so much excitement around what we're building um but i there are a few things that i do i do start working super early in the morning so i start at like 4 30 a.m um wow. that's how you get two extra months out of the year by starting that yep. early yep. um so i start out really really early and i have a morning routine that i feel like helps fuel me for the entire day. So there's a big difference if I do it or I don't. And at this point, I do it consistently because I've noticed. So number one, I meditate and I visualize myself actually in a very high energy place. So it's very interesting, but I actually, in my mind, see myself jumping up and down and really excited and filled with joy. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just in my mind during my meditation. Um, And then I kind of like set the intention. I drink lemon water in the morning, warm lemon water, which does have some good effects for you. Um, And I work out every single morning. And um, yeah, I think that those things are quite a few more that I do because I do a lot of studying in the morning as well. Um, But in terms of energy, I feel like I'm always one of the big things for me is that I know that you cannot perform at your highest if you're not in a great energetic state. So I have to be, you know, vibrating in a high frequency. I have to be in a great energetic state. So even if I'm not feeling it, I literally will shift the energy in the room while play music. And that's something that's very common here with the team in the office. Um, and all the management does it as well. So if they notice that 
the energy is dropping, we throw on music and do a dance party in the office. Um, and we're talking 25 girls just getting very I hyped. Love it. I love <laughs> just like it. you and I, Dave. Yeah. We'll we got to do that more often, <laughs> you, you know what, Michelle? Sure. This is the last thing. And then we got to run um, the... Uh, yeah. When we started our company many years ago, uh, we were editing at edit suites in the basement and uh, we had the drum kit and the amps and everything out in the big room. And the same thing when energy, go, when things got frustrating or, you know, down the dumps, we went out, we would jam for 10 minutes. And just get yeah. it all out. And one time, Dave came over and, yeah. put, and we got it. We got it. On, we got it on <laughs> we film. We got it on film. We did a documentary yeah. about that. So yeah. Michelle, this is this. Well, I'll, we'll send it to you. Yeah. It's it's funny. Um, it was such a pleasure and a treat. And we really want to have you on Huge. again. And perhaps uh, every once in a while, we take the bowling point on the road. And uh, what we could do is is come do a, a quick remote backstage uh, at you know at one of your events or yeah, something. So hundred percent. Because I'm just thinking, I just want to mention for our listeners, we didn't even mention um, you being a finalist in American <laughs> Idol. I mean, there's all this stuff we didn't even touch on because I think what we talked about was so important. No, no yeah. left behind. Well, I think the other interviews when we bring you back on, let's let's talk about that cool experience. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I'm really excited about this friendship, and I'm, I I loved you guys' energy. I love being on your show. Thank you so much for having me, and I would love to have you come experience the tour. Um, yeah, I know this is going to be the beginning of many more conversations. Love it. Love it. Okay, totally. Michelle, well, you have a beautiful rest of your day, and uh, we will see you again soon. Thanks, Michelle. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. And now it's time for the Boiling Point Takeaways. Um, that, was, that was fantastic. She, she wow. has incredible energy. And, I, and you know, and this idea that have, well, like, you know, as you know, I have a company called Vision Coaching. And I just, what really, really stuck with me is is um, her intention and her vision. And I mean, I kind of feel like it's so important to have that, especially when you're getting all those no's. 100%. Right? And, yeah. and, and you know, and, and without, and so, I mean, I know when I launched, it was, you know, my company, uh, Vision Coaching, um, that was so critical to what, you know, to keep me going through the points where I just, you know, there's times you want to give up, you know, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. Um, but it, but you just, no, no, what, what is this intention? What's the vision? I heard a lot of that in her. Um, and she's having, it sounds like it's happening quite quickly for her as well. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, uh, she's I'm an sure inspiration. Oh yeah. my gosh. So and, what, what did you take? Well, the two much to to recount uh, quickly except for the fact that um i really continue to love the hearing from the guests about what their morning routine is <laughs> like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. um i'm a 5 a.m guy so i'm not too far uh, after but I'm, I'm not i'm not doing healthy things in the morning i'm getting into emails and going right to work i get i get about 10 emails from you between 5 and 5 30 yes, so you, I, i'm like but I, he's up early but i'm doing this with the heart of opening up my day so i can actually be present you know so like i've got the right idea yeah. but i know time and time again it's, it's scientifically proven following you know doing your meditation and uh, the exercise in the morning anyway that's not my takeaway from the whole thing because the whole thing was all about no girl left behind which as a dad absolutely critical message i'm so inspired dave we're gonna go on a road trip we, to boston you know what let's do this dude we totally Done. are Done. because and and for me i wanted to hear about that um as a father of a of two daughters um because you know like and i'm just so curious about the process they get taken through i heard a little bit when when we were first introduced to michelle i saw an interview dylan sent to us and i got to watch a little bit and this guy who's interviewing her i can't remember who it was um, he, was, he did a really excellent job, but he kind of recounted what he observed mm -hmm. and it was really powerful. So, um, so, so may, you know, hopefully listeners go and check out, um, you know, their, th her website, which is no girl left behind.com. 
and um, and her social handle. Um, oh my gosh, there's a whole bunch of ways you can find her, but it's uh, well, hopefully we'll pop those up because um, she's 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 a leader. She's yep. she's an inspiring person. Awesome, that was, Dave. That was fun, man. Yep. Let's. Uh, thank, let, thanks let, for thanks uh, for thank uh, thank you by the way for pushing through the technology glitches because I was like thinking let's reschedule this <laughs> and I'm so glad we didn't. No. Um. And and you were determined. Remember, I, and I even said it. I said when tec- technical demons come out, it means there's something too good uh, uh, you, that, that they're trying. You know what? Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Now, listeners, don't forget about the Boiling Point Process, boilingpointprocess.com. Also, please do subscribe and rate to the Boiling Point Podcast on iTunes or any of your other favorite podcast uh, beamers. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, keep that pot boiling, as they say, Dave. <laughs> Let's wear the same clothes next week. It's a good idea. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. <laughs>